and we are back. Uh, so uh, just now Carlos was making fun of how I, uh, I guess, talk on this podcast and say how I say we are back. Mm-hmm. Um, you found that pretty funny. I did. I do. I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you want to do your impersonation? And we're back. So... So did you want to pick us up? You had uh, a topic. Um, or not yeah. Topic, but... uh, yeah. Topic, I guess. It's like the dangers of self-care. Cause I think self-care can get so, a little dangerous. Before, oh yeah. So, so yeah, before we went to the break, you made it sound very like, um, how should I say it? Ominous. Yeah. It was like very like. The twist of our, our podcast. Yeah. And then yeah, you gotta like upsell that. What do you mean? Like, not like I guess, like you know. Okay. Um I don't you're putting me on the spot. I'm very flustered right now. <laughs> he is very flustered. <laughs> He's turning red. He's pulling away and everything. Um uh, yeah, so I don't know. You're you're freaking me out right now. <laughs> okay, you just take over again. So I guess the dangers of self care. Um, uh-huh. So I guess what do you what do you mean by that? Like what what comes to mind for you when you think about the dangers of self care? Well, I think stuff that can that's done in excess can be unhealthy. So like what whatever you're doing for self care, if you do it too much, could it be detrimental? Could it actually mm. do the opposite of self-care mm. um like for 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 me i'm sorry go ahead emma no go ahead i was i was gonna say for me like my self-care method or whatever is gaming i know we said it all the time like i'll game but where it can lead to is me gaming for nine hours straight not getting up for my computer desk that is yeah. not self-care <laughs> mm. i mean it could be for some people but I don't think that's necessarily self-care because then at that mm. point, is it me, you know, practicing self-care or is it me disassociating from everything? Right. You know, mm-hmm. so that's, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, oh, go ahead, Emma. I thought, but go ahead. Because <laughs> um, when I was hearing the dangers of self-care, honestly, my first reaction was like, what? How can it be dangerous? <laughs> yeah. And then kind of sitting with it, I absolutely couldn't, can see your point because I can, even if I just keep it on myself, I can absolutely think about periods in my life where I maybe was just demonstrating more like depression symptoms or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I could couch it and say, well, no, I'm, I haven't done any of my responsibilities and I'm just sitting here because, you know, self care. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can almost be kind of used as this like shield of deflection. Um, so that's not exactly what you were saying, Carlos, but no, I can I can actually understand it through that lens. Yeah. And like not only not only that, but people can seek like the wrong methods of self-care. Like people can then go to um, you know, substance abuse or mm-hmm. you know, just things like that. It's and and it's like, uh, that's that's pushing it, I think. And additionally now that I'm thinking about it more, I could also see, um, like, I feel like self-care is kind of commercialized at this point, um, to certain extents where there's like this theme of go to something external for your self-care, um, which sometimes it is that lovely little spa treatment, but 
probably can't do that all the time. I guess unless you're in a, a totally different income bracket than I understand. Um, but for just like your standard human being, there could be negative financial impacts of just like, oh, I have to go do this one thing of self-care. Um, as opposed to, you know, maybe it's not the spa treatment, but I'll take a bath at home or something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. You, no, I don't have any. I just wanted to say that you look like you really have something to yeah, say. Yeah, He's so struggling. <laughs> no, well, so because I, I'm actually going to challenge a lot of that. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to see the looks in your faces when I said that. Um, <laughs> I could tell, like you, you felt like very, um, I don't know, like haha about what you were about to say in, on your face. I did, that's, yeah, that's I did. I, I did. could tell before you even spoke. <laughs> so uh, that that is true. So uh, well, no, actually, just to go off your last point, Emma, I, I would fully agree with that in terms of how that gets commercialized. And that's a whole other, like a whole other branch. And going back to what you both were talking about in terms of the dangers of self-care, I would argue, I don't think self-care can be dangerous. I think once it goes into, I'm going to be like the annoying technical person with this. Well, actually it's when, no, but it's, 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 it's when, um, I think when we start entering those realms that you were talking about, Carlos, which are very real things that happen. Yeah. I think we've then exited self-care, right? It's like, cause if you're caring for yourself, if you're treating yourself with respect, when, if you're getting, you know, not getting, or at least communicating your needs, setting boundaries, all the things we talked about earlier, if you're doing those things and you're engaging that self-care, I don't think there's any point where you can probably really do that too much. Um, I, I would make that argument, but I think you can certainly enter into a realm where you, again, think you're engaging in self-care, right? And, or, you know, and maybe it starts off that way, but right, then you exit that. And I think that is really important. This all said, though, too, another thing I would challenge is right now during a pandemic, I think this challenges what we do for self-care because so self-care can involve being very present in the moment, again, being in tune with your needs, communicating those needs, setting boundaries, doing all those things. But when you're navigating trauma, either individual trauma or in the case of the pandemic, collective trauma, that may be, you know, then uh, spurring on other individual traumas or whatever, that when you're facing all of that, um, if there's something that allows you to escape and there is something that allows you to not be present in the moment with that, I've been telling clients, go for it. As long as, again, right, and there's a harm to self for others. And certainly am I advising that my clients go and, you know, start, you know, smoking uh, a substance every day or, you know, it's like, no, I'm not, I'm not advocating that but um if there's something that's allowing them to escape and if they're paying if they're for example playing more video games than they normally do and they feel like they're not being productive i'm encouraging them hey if it's letting you get in the flow and you're not having to think about this for several hours fine like that's like that's that is fair game right now in my in my book like that is that's totally that's that's kind of my point where it's like yes it, it may be fair game now but it's very easy for it to i think like spiral out of control like, yes, like it, it'll then become your norm to do this. Like, I, I don't, I, yeah, I don't know. I feel like it can, it can get out of control. Yeah. Well, I, that's a good point though. It's you're, you're arguing that it's not sustainable. Right. Right. Cause yes. it's, it's, it's still, it could still have. Cause then it's like a, 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 a blocker, I guess. Like yes. it's like, yes. then that's your escape. But then like, I don't know how to, I don't know how to form my words right now, but yeah. So like it becomes a form of avoidance. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. No, that, that's true. I feel like uh, well, a couple of things. And I've said this in previous podcasts. You, if you wanted to be, you, you don't, if you don't want to be, you shouldn't, <laughs> but if you wanted to be, you would make a really good therapist. <laughs> secondly, um, uh, I, I know you don't want to be. And then secondly, um, 
I feel like we're kind of like parents talking about like different approaches to mm-hmm. like their kids right now, right? Yeah. It's sort of like, I'm saying, hey, you know, like, let's just play the game on the lifeboat. You know, like, that's just like, let's let them play the game. Like, let them like distract themselves. You're saying, hey, you, you got to keep rowing. And if you don't keep rowing, we're not going to, you know, so it's like, so no, I think there's totally, there's definitely valid points in that. Um, and it's hard finding that line, again, especially right now and figuring out what that is. You mentioned substance abuse though, or a substance use. And I think that, yeah, absolutely. That that is, I, I, again, I have a number of clients that are, that were struggling with that prior and are struggling with that even more so. I know relapses are up. Um, and, and again, various, you know, we'll talk about alcohol or uh, opiates or, and yes. yeah, and that's definitely, and it's like, how do you, how do you manage this so that, right, you are using this as a form of escape, but you're also doing less harm and damage to your body and you're doing other things. And I think that variety is really important, right? Like it's okay if you're playing more video games right now, but yeah, are you getting up to go to the bathroom and to eat something mm-hmm. and to talk to somebody and then maybe you come back to it later? You know, are you adding variety to that? Are you able to walk away from that? Um, and so those are probably, there's probably other indicators along those lines that, one should be monitoring or looking out for in that to avoid it becoming like you were describing earlier, something that's more dangerous and then it's no longer self-care. Now you're escaping to a point where it's actually causing harm Mm -hmm. to yourself. Um, And obviously that we want want to avoid or try to avoid. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. um, And I'm not trying to shame gamers by the way because <laughs> <laughs> yeah he'll, he'll play he'll be playing minecraft at like i'll fall, I fall asleep watching you play minecraft yeah which is actually it's kind of relaxing it is this is a very relaxing game you know yeah um no but like when i'm gaming i i'll do that like there there are days where i just want to game all day and it's not me like trying to escape it's not me like doing whatever it's just me genuinely enjoying the game mm-hmm. and genuinely wanting to play um, but yeah, I'll get up and um, I'll check on Tim or I'll check on the pets. Um, I'll, you know, check in with my grandmother. I'll eat. You I'll, do do that. He, he does it pretty systematically. Yeah, actually. like it's, yeah. it's it, it, go, it ties back to that thing where I was talking about where it's that anxiety in the back of my head saying, you can be doing this. You should be doing this. Like while I'm gaming, I'm literally like everything's on my mind. <laughs> like it's not only the game. Mm. So it's like when I'm done, like before I start my next next match in my mind, I'm already processing what I should be doing during that downtime. And it's like, yeah, let me go see how everyone's doing. Let me go eat. Let me go use the bathroom. Like, should I take a shower? Like things like that. Like it's all just like, it's exhausting kind of. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it'll get to the point where I just don't want to game anymore because I feel like I have too many other things. This, to this do. is too stressful. Yeah. It's too stressful to do that because then I'll, I'll be thinking of everything that I should be doing or th- that I can be doing. It's like, no, I don't want to game. Fuck it. Yeah. What do you, what do you make of that? What do I make of? Like, like that process and how that happens for you. Like then they just, just now talking about it. What do you make of that? Um, I don't, I don't know. Like it's become, it's annoying because in the past I wouldn't do that. And I don't know what, what changed for me to, to have those thoughts now, but like, it's annoying because now I'll get into a point where I want to game, but I literally can't. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. It's like, I want to, I really want to have fun in this game. And then all of a sudden I'm just like, nope, I'm just going to lay down. Fuck it. Like I'll watch TV or something. Yeah. Cause it's, it, 
yeah, it causes all those extra thoughts and it, it, it just doesn't, it's not fun anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so would you say, does that connect to, and I'm going to totally throw our business and myself under the bus here. Mm-hmm. Does that connect oh. to, again, you're talking about earlier setting boundaries mm-hmm. and, and again, communicating needs. Does it connect to those things in the past? Maybe not even just within our business, but in general, um, not being respected and being infringed upon. Like that's essentially like when you've tried to engage in self-care in the past and, and tell me if this is wrong, but when you try to engage in self-care in the past, you've had, um, you know, you, you've, you've had negative feedback around that. You've been, you know, you tried to do that and then you, you know, something negative happened. So now when you try and do that, that's what's coming up. It's almost like your brain is now doing that for whatever previous or current mm-hmm. colleague or supervisor did. I was, yeah, I, I probably. It's like I'm conditioned now. Right. It's like right. it's like um, I'll reference the office. I guess when <laughs> when uh, Jim was uh trying to get Dwight to get addicted to like candy or whatever, so every time he would shut off his computer and then make that shutdown sound. Yes. Dwight would he would say, "Hey, Dwight, do you want a mint?" And then at you know by the end of it, he shuts his computer down and Dwight just sticks out his hand. Yes. That's kind of like you know, where I, where I'm at with it. It's like, yeah. Yes. Basically. Absolutely. And I think that's, but that is exactly what happens in general. Like I, I have my own version of that. I don't know if you can relate to that, but like, right. This is what, you know, and, and I think that's in part, again, I think that ties into depression. I think it ties into all the issues we've talked about in various episodes and, and even today, um, what some of those experiences and ways of, um, managing and work environments, what that can do, what that leaves people with, um, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. And I think when your boundaries are infringed upon enough, that becomes trauma. And I think that is in part probably what that is. And again, I don't want to speak yeah. for you, but tell yeah. me if that sounds accurate. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's annoying. Yeah. Yeah. And then imagining uh, if we had someone here or a client here going, so what do I do about that? <laughs> How do I, you know, how do we make that stop? How do we fix that? So what is your approach when a client does that? Um, well, I think part of it is, I mean, it's doing even like what you're doing right now, right? Just talking about it, right? Yeah. And and having a dialogue around, okay, this is this is what happened and getting it out. So you're not the only one carrying that because I think part of what how those narratives get amplified and grow is when they only sit in your brain and you're not, you know, you're not sharing though. And, and Grant, there's lots of reasons why people don't talk about it, but you're not sharing that with other people around you. Um, so I think that's part of it. But then at that point, generally, I, I will try to work with a client on what is an alternative perspective around you gaming or you doing these things. And again, this is not something that you're going to suddenly start believing once we establish it because you've been ingrained, right? You've been, you've been traumatized. That's not just going to go away. But if we keep talking about it and we keep calling this out, Every time it comes up or often when it comes up, whether it's in our sessions or the client doing it in their own way, in their own time, over time, the hope is that that starts to shift and you can start to move away from that. Um, but it's hard. And I mean, I work with people who have been working on that for years and it's still not, they still have that pop up, but ideally it gets better. Ideally, the the negative narratives get sort of minimized. Um, what's your reaction to that? No, not, nothing. No, no, what are you going to say? No, 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 no. You can't just like smirk like that and then not. What, what is it? Because it's just what you said. It's just, I found it funny. 
Can I not laugh? I'm sorry. (laughs) Well, is there anything that that you would add or is anything about that that doesn't? No, it's it's nothing that has to do with the topic. It's just I found that phrase funny. Okay. Um, (laughs) So, yeah. So, no, that's that's how I would come at it. And I know for myself, again, part of it for me, like following that fear to the end, that's part of what that's been for me personally. You know, it's like, okay, well what if I really am such a shitty, unproductive person and employee? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's funny. Cause so like, what? in my head, I'm going to be like, yeah. So what I'm sitting at my desk, like, <laughs> right. what the hell are you going to do about it? Like, <laughs> I get really sassy about things like that, where like, if I feel like I'm being mistreated, like I will be so like, I don't know. Like I won't let that fly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't so, like that shit. So I think, and I'm not saying you should or shouldn't do this, but in general, right, when this comes up, this is an, another thing I do with clients and in a variety of aspects too, with, um, especially like anxiety, depression related stuff. But with something like this, really looking at these narratives as their own thing, right? It's like, and you can imagine, again, whether the previous boss or, or you can just imagine it just in of itself. You can give it its own attributes, whatever, but imagining this narrative as its own thing and then reacting to it in a way that you need to react to it. Um, and it could be just what you described, Carlos, where you end up having sass towards that narrative. And it's like, you know, mm-hmm. what are you talking about? Get, you know, get the, you know, whatever out of here. Or, um, I'm trying really hard to keep our clean lyrics label on our Apple podcast. Are we trying that now? Okay. That's long gone. <laughs> it's still there. So I don't know if they like periodically they, they check this. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe not. Um, but I'm going to go on one day and it's going to be gone. Um, but um, or we're gonna have like explicit lyrics now. Um, but uh, I like that. I know. Yeah. Why, why am I so worried about it? Um. So, <laughs> um, but yeah. So I, I I think trying to view this as sort of its own thing and have a reaction to it. I, another way that people have um tackled this though, and and this is something I I personally really like doing with clients. I've done it with myself. Is um actually then looking at those narratives or even the sources of them and trying to have empathy towards it. Right. So almost sort of like you have this really negative person, right, walking into the room, you know, going off, you know, on you about all this. And, you know, how would you have empathy towards that? Like, wow, this person, this this thing is really like negative and really upset. And it's trying to project it onto me. Oh, my gosh. Like, that's really and and trying to. And I had a client say this to me once. I was I was kind of giving examples of how they could get angry with it or they can, you know, and they're like, well, I would probably feel sorry you know, I'd have, I'd have sympathy and probably some empathy for it. And I would, you know, and they went into their own way of addressing that. Um, so you can address it however works for you, but imagining it as its own thing and then tackling it as if you're communicating with that thing. Um, this is the last thing I'll add. Uh, another way you can approach it is um, trying to communicate with yourself in that. What would you say to Carlos? in that like if you were walking let's say you walked into a room saw someone saying these things to you and you had a moment to sit down with yourself what would you say to yourself in that or what would you say to yourself back when those things were happening and how would you address that you know what would be your advice for yourself or your advice to carlos and you can do that in a letter you can do that verbally in a session you know however whatever works but you communicate with yourself what you would say and that can be really powerful in terms of trying to internalize these perspectives in different ways of viewing the stuff, right? More accurately, more realistic, and a more self-care, um, self-generous kind of a way, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was 
jam-packed full of amazing interventions. That, that was, that, that was a lot. And, and this, well, yeah, there's yeah. just one thing I would add, because I've, I've done this with my clients sometimes, it's kind of like bringing an analogy in specifically with self-care when there's like that guilt around engaging in self-care is using the analogy of like shots when you're a kid. You get your shots and then you need boosters. Mm. Um, so if I need to get my booster shot today of my self-care, I guess I should spend the time. I guess maybe it would work better if you were thinking like Advil and a headache or something like that. <laughs> if I'm demonstrating the symptoms, I have a headache, well, I take the Advil. So mm. if I'm demonstrating the symptoms of needing self-care, whether that's I'm feeling overwhelmed or whatever, well, let me then take my medicine mm. of self-care. Um, because then it can kind of, in a sense, take away the judgment or the value. And it's like, oh, well, mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm treating the symptom, of course. That's okay then. Um, and then, you know, it always lead into discussions about, like, where does that come from? Why do you have these rules that you have to abide, abide by? Yeah, absolutely. I, I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In addition, in addition to all that, though, anything you would add, Carlos? No. Yeah. I don't think so. Just that. Okay, I do, I guess I do have something. <laughs> um, uh, your advice to like do the letter to yourself or like to like address yourself or whatever. Personally, that stresses me out. Say more about that. Just just the thought of having to process it with myself. I guess it just stresses me out and it, it makes it seem like a bigger issue than what it is. I don't know, I guess. And I don't think that would be productive for me. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. I could, I yeah. could totally see that reaction. Yeah. Just the, yeah. yeah. Just the thought of it. It's just like, oh, I don't want to do that. Right. <laughs> and, then, and this idea, like you're having to do like all this work, mm-hmm. you know, sort of in, in response to that. And yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Any anything that you would add or anything that you would do or anything that you have found helpful? And I'm sorry. And navigating this and like navigating what we're talking about with I'm sorry, and navigating what? Like the <laughs> the thought processes that we're talking about, the the sort of negative narratives that come up, the <laughs> things we've been talking about for the last fifteen minutes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm I, that's what I'm saying. Like you've been talking about a lot of things. Like I don't know. Um no, I guess not. I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's just for the so people listening, so they because they can't see. Um, Carlos is like, I mean, the sass is like radiating off of him. Like, I don't know. I'm just fidgety right now. I don't know why. Just, yeah. 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 Um. Yeah. With that being said, um, what do you do for self care? Good question. Oh, well, um, so good question. Um, I will also game. Um, but what's funny is that I'll game, right? And then I'll do like work related tasks while I'm gaming. He likes to find a game. Oh my gosh. He likes to find a game such like Civ, Civilization. Yep, yep. Where it's turn based and you're not rushed. So he can do things in between yes. gaming. Like, I'll do, like, so, like, he'll. And- I, I donated one of my, I have like many computer monitors and I donated one of them to Tim. So now he has Civ on one monitor and work on his other Stop monitor. It. Yeah. So he'll, that is the most Tim thing 
ever. Yes. I used to do it in grad school too. I would um I would like read like through chapters or like, you know, study for a test and play that game specifically and play like a turn based game while I was yep. Yeah. Yep. And I was wow, like, I was impressive. like, and then in my head, I'd be like, wow, you're, you're engaging in self-care. You're, you're getting through this working. game and I'm being productive. <laughs> like 20, like 22, 21, 22 year old me was like all about it. Oh like, and I, I still do it. Um, I love it. Yep. Yep. Um, but no, so I'll do that. Um, actually, and this is where, again, it depends on the person, but it's true. Cleaning is a stressful labor for me. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you throw in some headphones and just start vacuuming. Start vacuuming and like that will like mm-hmm. get some of the energy out running. Um, that is a major self-care. Although I am dealing with this, I think it's sciatica, but I'm dealing with this pain in my leg mm-hmm. right now because I think I pushed it too hard on a bike. So I can't run currently, but running is a big one. Um, uh, reading when I'm up, when I feel like it, but like, that's, that's a big thing I've had to deal with negative narratives around. I won't get into all that, but growing up, it was like, reading is good and healthy and video games are bad. So like that was instilled upon me in various forms. And so now it's like, well, I should be reading a book. You shouldn't be playing games. You should be reading a book. And it's like, um, I got my own, like my own reactions to it, my own Mm -hmm. sass to it. Um, right. It's like, you know, like whatever but um uh but there are times where i like i really am like last night like i was i did i did quite a bit of reading and i was like really into it like i really wanted to like that's when you should be doing that thing right this pressure of like i should be doing that thing because it's the right thing to do or it's healthier quote unquote you know that that's not sustainable and i'm probably not going to do that thing and i probably that's not really self-care um but yeah, so but reading when definitely I'm in that space to do so, and I feel like I'm I, I can really get into it. Um, watching documentaries and movies and um, really good TV shows, like a really good plot line. Um, yeah. Right now I'm watching uh, uh, Mrs. America on Hulu mm-hmm. um, with with my mom, which is I highly recommend it. Um, it's political, but it's good. Um, uh, yeah, so like stuff like that. That would be yeah. Cool. What about you, Emma? I do a lot of the same. I play specific kinds of video games, like Animal Crossing, I think, is the biggest meme right now, like oh my gosh. being therapy during the quarantine, but I absolutely, <laughs> I have always loved Animal Crossing, so I'm a part of that camp. Um, and then there's this game called Stardew Valley, where you just, like, you have a little farm, and you can, like, oh marry your little people. It is so stinking cute. <laughs> I love it so much. I can't you play that. I've, I've, yeah. Oh what is God. it called? Stardew Valley. Stardew it is Valley. the most relaxing thing, and I'm madly in love with it. And if I'm struggling with engaging in self care, it's an easier one for me yeah. to allow myself. Yeah. What you mm-hmm. want to say something? Oh no, I didn't mean to interrupt. I was just say it's it's similar to Harvest Moon. Remember Harvest Moon? It is. Oh yeah, yeah I love that game. That's, it I, is similar to it. It makes me think of that but game. Yeah. It's like each day I think is around like 20 minutes or something like that. So. It's, it progresses quickly enough and it allows me to say like, well, I'll just take a 20 minute break and then mm-hmm. I can like play my day of Stardew Valley. So okay. I'm loving Animal Crossing and Stardew Valley. Um, reading either depending on kind of the form of self-care I'm looking for, something just fiction, easy to read or um, like professional books to you know, learn new skills or whatever. Um, traveling is, is a biggie for me. So in my day by day, that can just look like um, researching different areas that I want to travel to. Since mm-hmm. unfortunately, I can't just jump on a plane whenever I want to. Yeah, not anymore. Okay. <laughs> yeah, 
canceled all my trips and I'm warning, but it's okay. Uh, <laughs> I was just saying, like, it's like traveling. Yeah, it's like, you know, traveling New England. You know, now it's like, you know, oh, I went to Brugger's for my bagel this morning. Like, it's I know, like, right? It's like a whole different concept than a pandemic. Yeah. I felt like a dog. My husband and I went for a drive and I was like bouncing in my seat in the car. Just like, oh, no, put it up, put it up, wow. <laughs> yep. Like, Exactly. Calm down. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I guess it's a so, like just going out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. It's we make do, I guess, in quarantine life. Yeah. Um, but I'm totally with you guys. Cleaning things up, tidying, finishing projects around the house, like you know the kind of projects that aren't super important and just get pushed to the side, like you know hanging a picture or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, absolutely, some of my self care. My most favorite has been my recent obsession is um, listening and singing along to music because I found my classic iPod from high school oh. and it still holds a charge. That's and, fun. <laughs> oh my God. I, my music tastes were questionable, but I'm in love with it anyway. That's awesome. Nice. Good for you. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, um, yeah. Any final thoughts? Anything else? good yeah that was that was a very good uh good one i think like we hit a lot of topics i think so too yeah yeah, yeah. hopefully it An helps important them. discussion to have mm-hmm. yeah. yeah that was fun so all right so we will wrap up for today thank you all for joining us uh and we will pick up um next week and uh stay safe uh stay well and we will talk soon Bye. So thank you once again for listening. Have a great week. And please don't forget to check us out at www.commonsensemh.com. If you're looking for services or to learn more about our providers, we can also be found on Instagram and that's at commonsensemh. Uh, that is our handle on uh, Instagram. And uh, yeah, so you can contact us at uh, intake at commonsensemh.com. Uh, you can reach out over email uh, and we look forward to working with you.